If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp. Hello, I'm Sarah Powell. And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because we all wobble. On this episode of Wobble, we have writer, publisher and podcaster Bride Chiller, also known as Aussie Wonder, Alicia McCormack. Now, obviously, we will talk about weddings, planning and pressures and things like that. But if you're thinking, Sarah, I'm not getting married. So actually, I think I'll just skip this episode. Please don't. There is so much amazing life advice and brilliant tips that can be applied to so many other things because Alicia is full of wisdom. Here she is. Alicia Babes, hi. hi! Welcome to Wobble. Thank you so much. And I feel like only dogs could have heard my um <laughs> Yeah, just something for the dogs yeah, there the, at oh, the start. She's there. there. Good honour. <laughs> for those who don't know, mm. just explain what a bride chiller is. Right, good. Often something that people misinterpret. Yeah. And they say, oh, it's a lazy bride She's or a, or a groom, okay. a groom chiller or a bride chiller. And mm-hmm. I get quite angry. But then I think it's something that is evolving and people sometimes get it wrong. So I'm here to get it right. Great. Bride chiller is really a concept where you are planning the wedding you want. You don't feel necessarily beholden to the pressures that are surrounding so many couples that are, that are planning a wedding. Yeah. From potentially like the mainstream wedding press that are saying, you've got to do all this stuff. And it's then just picking and choosing and ditching obligation and pressure and just doing something that you want to do and planning a great party. Yeah, nice. Mm. And so for my wedding as well, there was family to mm. consider. Of course. Like, you know, so you want to make sure. Because the thing is, the weird thing about organising a wedding is it's the only time in my life that I would ever organise something for my friends, but also my mum and dad's friends. Absolutely. And that's a very, because normally they'd look after their friends, I'd look after mine and everyone would have a great time. So you've got a lot of people people to think about haven't you yeah 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 it's a it's a a, a vast consideration yeah and I think it's very challenging to quote get it right but I do think you have to find a balance between you know your expectations of what you want to do what sort of party you want to create and events surrounding weddings as well because it's not just the wedding day there's lots of other things that now have been made to be normal yeah you have to have yes you know whatever but I do think it's really hard I think that's where people come undone because they are trying to please everyone and again that sort of falls under what I hope I can help people with by just empowering them to make decisions that work for them and that sometimes means mum really wants to invite her best friend Beryl who you couldn't give a shit about Uh, but oh Beryl I love you Beryl I don't know why I always pick Beryl (laughs) 
Beryl, if you're listening, we sure. love you. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, all right, well, if it's going to keep everyone happy and it's not going to deeply affect you in a negative way, yes. just invite Beryl. Pick your battles exactly. is something that I learnt very early on. Mm. Because, yeah, what you realise is you could really fall out with either each other, mm-hmm. who's getting married, or friends, family, whoever. And then you get to the point where you're like, oh my God, this isn't that important to me. Like, exactly. It became really clear that my dress was really important to me, what I'm gonna wear. Music was really important to John. That was his thing. He was like, I wanna get the music right. So right. we were like, okay. So actually, once you identify that what's really important for you, mm-hmm. you can kind of, it's nice. It's actually a relief, isn't yeah. it? to kind of let go of the rest of it. We talk about, and I'm gonna swear, so if anyone's offended, sure, hold on to your handbag. <laughs> um, the idea that came up in our community and has really, people have just grabbed it and gone with it is the fuck it bucket. Yeah. And it's like a really empowering thing that I think we should all take into our everyday lives. But people in our Facebook group, they call it the FIB for yeah. keeping it nice. Nice, the but, fib. Yeah. The fib. And we sort of say, what are the things that are you know like you said sort of meaningless to us when it comes to what are you going to remember about the day yeah what are the things that you could just put in the fuck it bucket and watch it burn and it won't make any difference to your enjoyment and your guests enjoyment and it's so great every couple of days someone will put up a post in our facebook group going what are you putting in the fib today and people are like you know sometimes people are just like oh i'm putting the garter toss or whatever yeah people are like i'm putting the whole reception in the fuck it bucket where does the low <laughs> And then you see these people, whoa, you know. So I think the fuck it bucket is one of those things you can use to really just consider what's important to yeah. you. And maybe the fuck it bucket is saying, I'm going to put wedding weight loss in the fuck it bucket because who cares yeah. if it's not important to you? Yeah. Or maybe say, I'm going to put the expectation to be thin in the fuck it bucket. But what I'm going to take out of the fuck it bucket is looking after myself and being more healthy. Yeah, and looking the way I want to exactly. on my wedding. Yes. The fuck it bucket's great mm. because you can just use it for your life if you're not getting married. Sure. I mean, obviously, there's the, um, the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck. Do yeah. you remember that book? I do. It's similar, isn't it? It's sure. the idea yeah. that you choose what's important to you because I think we get stressed. We get really stressed or we get really caught up in something. And actually, sometimes it's really lovely to take a step back and go, I'm getting really into this for the wrong reason. Totally. Do you know what I mean? I'm following this because I'm nine times out of ten, I'm trying to please somebody else. Absolutely. Or there's somebody else that I'm worried about. And equally, I think it's really nice to recognise what we do care about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, you can take things back out because yeah. you can go, oh, actually, no, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. I'm all about creating new traditions because traditions had to come from somewhere originally. And then often, especially considering where weddings have evolved to be more of a party, not just us, your father giving you to another family because of a dowry situation. Yeah. We have gone past that, hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Just. 99% of us have gone to that stage of it's not a, a financial transaction. So, the idea that we're following these year oldie traditions blindly, and I'm not dissing people that like and celebrate yeah. traditions, but just to go back and to consider what does this activity or this function 
what does it have meaning to you and if it doesn't put it in the fucker bucket yeah or make it something new or do your own thing yes and be cool with it and enjoy it and feel empowered by that decision yeah obviously through my celebrant stuff mm. speaking to couples they're always surprised that like for example you don't have to exchange rings yeah. and I think that's something that really surprises people because like you said it's a tradition it's all, it's probably been at every wedding you've ever been to totally. but actually it's nothing to do with you legally getting married it's just a lovely tradition and for some people they're like well I love that and mm. that's you know I married one couple and actually the exchange of rings was more important to them than the vows that's, wow. that was like the central part of their ceremony Great. which is awesome and then but something that comes up a lot is public speaking mm-hmm. because it's it's a horrible thing that people are really worried about it about their wedding because they're not comfortable public speakers they're not interested and the thought of making wild declarations of love in yes. front of friends and family they can't think of anything worse it's mortifying for yeah some people. and it's amazing to be able to go well you don't have to do it mm-hmm. you can either just repeat after me or you can just say i agree or just not do it at all. And the relief, you can see it on them. They're like, oh my God, I don't have to do it. <laughs> I mean, how awful for your wedding to feel like you've got to do anything, especially something that makes you feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. What do you think, and I know this is going to change for absolutely everyone, what do you think is the most stressful thing for people? What stresses, sort of, what are the top three sort of thing? I think when people get into wedding planning, what I see are other people's expectations. Yeah. So that might be, parents especially I talk about wedding donors and it's my fun way to say when parents contribute or family members contribute money to the wedding and therefore they then work like a political donor yes this is sort of my metaphorical sort of idea about it that they go no 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 we want we want you to have the best day have some cash and then a lot of people feel uncomfortable because they're like, oh, do they have decisions that yeah. need to be made because they've contributed these funds? Yeah. And that's not always the case. Some people are really cool and just go have the cash. But a lot of the time there are underlying issues related to that money and feeling uh, obliged to do what the parent says, yeah. which again may be cool, but also it can be really hard if yeah. they're stuck in the 70s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you navigate that though? I think it's conversations from yeah. the get-go. And it's uncomfortable because I think especially as women, we're conditioned not to talk about money and uh, it can be really challenging. And also just in general, I don't know why I had to gender that, but I do find it can be tricky. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be nice to say, hey, mum and dad, thank you so much. This is so generous. Can we talk about what your expectations of this contribution are? You don't have to be that formal. Yeah. Sounds like a business meeting. (laughs) But just to say, hey, do you want to, are you paying for the dress? Is it the food? Is it the alcohol? Yes. And what relationship do you want? Do you want us to keep you updated? Do you want us to send you receipts? Do you want to come to meetings? Because if they can say, no, just go spend the money and have a good time, great. Yeah. But if they say, actually, we want to buy you your wedding attire or dress. Yeah. And I want to come to every yeah. appointment you go great it might be annoying for some people but great at least I know yes because all the shit that goes down with weddings yeah. I would say 90% of problems that happen with bridal party parents your cousin who thinks she's bringing a boyfriend that she's met on Tinder three weeks ago yes <gasps> people that say when you say I don't want to have kids at the wedding and they go yeah but you can, we can take my kids can't we and you're like no well you can't because I said no yeah all this happens because people don't communicate yes and it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. No. So that's one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what Good. was the other thing? Um, money. Yeah, of course. Hard. Yeah. There's an idea that, you know, I, I really go on and on about it, but I truly believe, I call it the wedding Illuminati, but it's this concept of 
we are told the average British wedding costs £20,000. Mm -hmm. And these stats come from wedding magazines who were then funded by advertising. And I'm not trying to be conspiracy theorist and nut job. But when you look at it, the wedding can cost as much money as you have and want to spend. It's like yeah. a house. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. Know, you will spend however much money the going rate is to live on that street and to buy that sort of house. Yeah. And it could be, you know, as we know, the housing market goes up and down and weddings do as well. So I think we all go into it going, oh, 20 grand, that's fine. And then you're like 20,000 pounds or dollars or whatever your currency is. Yeah. Shit, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But it's been normalized. Sure. Yes. And also there's an expectation that you've got to spend that because if True. you don't, you won't have a good wedding. Which is such a lot of oh, when it's that's, that's horrid, isn't it? I mean, that's a huge pressure mm. to have on you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, something that you mentioned, which I know you talked about on um, the episode you did with Lucy Sheridan, yes. who we love on Wobble, love. hi Lucy, post-wedding, yes. because I got married, it's just over three weeks ago now. The post-wedding blues mm. have been awful, mm. and I do want to come on to it, but I thought you made a really good point with Lucy about post-wedding expectation, mm -hmm. that it wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. So not only have you got this expectation about yourself running up to the wedding, yep. it can come back afterwards. Because I, I have picked over everything about that wedding, <laughs> and I can name three things that, in inverted commas, went wrong. They didn't go wrong. Right. Nobody noticed. Some tables didn't go out at one point. Nobody noticed. I had like two pieces to my wedding skirt and I wish that I'd taken one of them off for my first dance. Right. And it's really weird because what I'm in danger of doing is looking back on the wedding and going, oh, it was amazing, but... I do think there's been a lot of conversations in our... We've got a, a couple of Facebook groups mm -hmm. and one of them is called Chiller Grads. So we say you graduate in the bridge. Lovely, community. It's yes. funny. And someone put up a post recently, which is what spurred me on to get in touch with Lucy, but just saying that anxiety post-wedding and also thinking back and overlooking the good moments and thinking about the things that went wrong. Yeah. And I can relate to this. I think we've all got moments in our lives where... 
um, that you've said something to someone and they would never have thought about that saying you're saying whatever yeah. ever again but yes. you replay it over and over sure. again and yeah. I can think of moments now that it gives me a pit in my guts where you're just like <laughs> and that you know what they would never have even considered that that was inappropriate that was, or and you might mention it to them yeah and they might go what I can't even remember you saying what that like, what yeah exactly yeah. And I do think that you can get hung up, especially around such an event as this, where you have built it up or you have imagined this moment and it didn't quite run to schedule or plan. Or as you said, a little thing went wrong or maybe a big thing went wrong. Yeah. But then as humans, our whole uh, and our memories, you, you can latch on to these things and it's really hard to shake them off. Yeah. So the discussion I had with Lucy, and it's so great, was sort of about how to empower yourself to Take it off and forget about it. Yeah. But also to acknowledge that and actually, okay, play it over in your mind, think about it, consider why it wasn't great, but then also realize that's a past moment and if we keep dwelling on things, it doesn't do us any good. Yeah. The post-wedding blues conversation is so interesting and I liken it to when you finish a show, like I used to do a lot of stand-up comedy and I do the comedy festivals, which is a month of your life, which was possibly you'd relate it to being in hell, but also it's great. Yeah. And you it's a bubble, isn't it? It You're, is. Yeah. You just get in the motion, you go and fly, you do your gig, you hope someone turns up, you yeah. don't want it to be a crappy show. It's a great show. Woo! Come back the next day. Oh, that sucked. I got to come back the next day. And I would always find at the end of it, I would feel this sort of depression, would like this wave of depression would come over me because the habit was gone. Yeah. I was sort of thinking, what am I going to do with my time now? Yeah. I'm not constantly thinking about this thing. And also, what am I going to do with my life? there's nothing left for me to do anymore. Because there is life before the wedding of course. and life after the wedding. And yeah. you, I think that's the hardest thing for me is that I hadn't looked past the wedding uh-huh. at all because everything was focused on the wedding, the wedding. Yeah. And so I never saw it coming. I never saw it coming that I would feel low or down or there would be any sort of come down. I mm. never, I'd never considered it. And I almost think that made it harder mm-hmm. in a way because you're absolutely right. What Something that I miss, I feel like there's two main things that I miss one I miss being around people mm-hmm. all the time because when you're getting married everybody is there for you it's all eyes on they're asking what do you need what, what we're going to get what what have you this have you talked about this I was speaking to my mum like three four five times a week do you know what I mean because there would just be constantly stuff to talk about people are asking you all the time what about your wedding what's it gonna you know you've got something to talk about yeah. all the time and you're answering emails and you're doing planning and you're doing stuff like that and then suddenly almost overnight everyone disappears because they've gone back to their lives because of course because they can't <laughs> focus on you anymore so that was a big thing for me like there was like a real loneliness that came in and I'm freelance you know so I'm on my own a lot um but the other thing is what you said which is the purpose mm-hmm. it filled so much time and I had so much purpose organizing the wedding and weirdly I think that's the bit I miss most I think that's the emptiest bit for me it's weird that I talk to a lot of wedding vendors mm. on my podcast so many vendors came from their other world, got hitched, and then went, I can do that. I can be a wedding vendor. Yeah. And then transferred that energy they <laughs> yes. had for their own wedding to then planning other people's weddings or doing flowers or being a wedding photographer. And yeah. I always liken that to this extension of this energy they want to keep going or just going, I can do better than that person. I do my thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But it is it is interesting because it's a bit of an adrenaline rush. Yeah. You've got the, the high, as you said, from the support and the love that you get. And it's really, I think, something to look back on, but also make us all realise that that communication and connection we have with our family and friends, maybe it's a really good indicator that we should up it a little bit in totally. our daily lives. Absolutely, yeah. And it's so nice to be with all those people. Yeah. And to go, oh, we are, especially in a, a society where we're on the screens a lot and we're, you know, people don't use the phone anymore. I love the phone. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't understand why people are so adverse to a telephone call. Yeah. It's all about the WhatsApp. But I do think it's a nice reminder that these people all show up to celebrate you. Yeah. Yeah, your love and you found this fellow weirdo that you connect with and you're like, great, this is awesome. That maybe it's a good indicator that we should all do a little bit more. Yeah. Love giving. Yeah, because it's receiving. I think that's another thing that struck me and I talked to my uh, my bridesmaid about this afterwards. She was like, it's so, we don't receive that much sort of day to day, you know, in terms of obviously people give you presents and stuff, but in terms of love and the fact that they're all there and they've booked a hotel or they've turned up or they've got a babysitter or whatever, it's a lot to Mm. receive and receive and receive. And I think it's that high as well that's difficult to come down from. Totally. Yeah. I'm still coming down and I got married six years ago. Well, this is amazing because (laughs) I talked about this on my stories and the amount of people that got in touch with me and said, I'm six months on and I'm still like grieving that my wedding's not happening anymore. You know, it's taken me this long. One, One lady wrote to me and she said that she'd cried for the whole of her honeymoon and her husband was like, Oh my God, are you all right? <laughs> are you going to be fine? <laughs> You're going to be okay. Oh. Because, I th- and I think we don't talk about it enough and that's why I was so desperate. I mean, we always say wobbles like free therapy and mm. right now I really need free therapy sure. because it's, I'm in it, do you know what I mean? Like, And also I thought it had passed. You know, I was like, oh yeah, post-wedding blues, had them for three days and here I am, like four weeks on because also I feel like I can't keep saying to people, oh, I really miss the wedding. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because it's like, oh yeah, okay, all right, get over your wedding. But do you think it's also this idea that we're conditioned, and I keep coming back to condition like yeah. I'm some sort of freaking therapist, we build up to a certain event, the wedding, other things in our lives. I'm sure it's the same when people have babies. I haven't had a baby yet, but I'm sure it's the same when you're pregnant and you're getting the attention, oh, you got the bump and all that. But and then you have the baby and you go, Great, I've got this baby. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, I've got a baby. I've got a baby. They're like, I don't know, everyone else has got babies, whatever. Yeah. But the idea that we build, 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 build and that we're sort of high on all this this attention and, and love and joy, but then we sort of fall off the cliff because we don't really know what the next thing is in yeah. our lives and what to do. But also with weddings especially, we're sending this message that, oh, you're supposed to meet your man or your woman friend and then you get married and then you live happily ever after and this is like the peak of our existence. Yeah. which we know not to be the case yeah but a lot I, of pressure but there's pressure yeah. and also that once we hit that we're on the roller coaster and we hit the top that we're also then told well you've had your big day yes that's it yes and you, you, the roller coaster is going down again yeah and i try and say to my listeners and, and, and my readers to say i don't like using the best day of your life perfect day dream day because i think that wording sets us up for a really big fall in the end yeah when you go well i freaking hope i have 25 best days of my life yeah and i loved our wedding day and i look back and i can picture all the dancing and the people and I just thought my hair looked great. Yeah. And <laughs> but I 
want to I really want to experience that on a whole other level totally 50 million times this really sort of um, sits next to when I talk about celebration a lot and and I do a lot of work around self-celebration because the idea that we've got to get married have a baby or die to have a celebration is it it's not going to be enough for me and I think that's another reason that we get there's so much pressure on it like you say because it's like well it's your wedding you're probably you know all being well you'll only do it once and even if you did it again it wouldn't look like this one and and it's just yeah like you said it's it's so much pressure that this has got to be this amazing wonderful thing I always remember my friend saying she was like I, I, I've never said this before but my wedding wasn't the best day of my life Good you know and it's like I knew around the table people went oh god you know what I mean like <laughs> poor her like what a shame but she actually said one of the days on her honeymoon where they got up late and they went down and had an amazing breakfast and lay on the beach all day and then went oh, to dinner god, and had that cocktails day. that was the best day she was like that was probably one of the best days of my life sounds amazing like it is oh god it's almost taboo to say my wedding wasn't the best day it's almost like you undermine your marriage well it's somehow and it, it feels like I think it feels like a betrayal yeah. to everyone involved yes which is bullshit and yeah. we know it and it's this and yet another thing that comes back to the perception of how something should be not just going oh for fuck's sake just enjoy it yeah and if it wasn't the best I mean who are we to judge I can't even think now like if we were to be put on the spot yeah and remove the wedding days from, yeah from the you know what would you say would be the best day Oh my god, it's so hard, isn't yeah, it? Of course, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's like saying what's your favourite song, and then you can't think of one song that you've ever heard ever that you even. I don't liked. even know what a song is. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but I feel like there's moments. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Why should it be all in one day? Do you I know don't what I mean? Know. Like, why can't I have an amazing breakfast from that day, and I'll have a really good you can. afternoon from over there? It's moments, isn't it? And yeah. that's actually, funnily enough, I look back on my wedding, and it's the moments that you pick out you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and and it's moments that you know it's like when you see your nan talking to somebody that you went to school with it's those moments it's those snapshots that actually that's what you need to do rather than looking back at it a whole like was it a success or a failure and I'm so happy you just said the moments you just revealed then Mm. didn't have anything to do with the aesthetics of a wedding no or anything I'd organized or anything I'd really we always talk about, we had this great DJ, a guy called Andrew McClellan. If you're ever in Australia, he runs lots of um, sort of great nights called the Andrew McClellan Finishing School. Great. He just did Edinburgh last year and he came and ran these sort of great night like dance parties. But he is just one of these guys. Actually, he just supported Cher around Australia. Oh my God. <laughs> That's unreal. He and he dances and he wears this beautiful sort of vintage get up. He looks like he's straight out of Mad Men. He's Perfect. a god. Yeah. But he really, we always talk about him when it comes to the wedding because he created this vibe. Yeah. And my dad and my stepmother, who I just didn't think would be that, in, like they hadn't shown that much interest in my wedding for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sure. They did not leave the dance floor mm. the whole night. And that's my memory of looking over and seeing them dancing because my expectations that I had put out there, it had been trying in the lead up to the wedding and I thought they were going to turn up more likely her having a bit of a shitty time and and projecting her discomfort or whatever, her own bad vibes. Yeah. And then looking over and seeing them dancing and really getting into it and Andrew playing the right music for the moment. Yeah. That sits and warms my heart because for all the years of crap I've put up with, that relationship yes 
I took away and went, at least we had that amazing moment. Yeah. And I saw you dancing and I know you had a good time. Yeah. Even if you probably would say you're deathbed, you didn't like me and you have a good time. I know it. That is an amazing thing to worry. And I know I had 25 worries like sure. that before the wedding. And then inevitably, like so much in our lives, you worry and worry and worry about something and then it happens. That's and you cool. go, oh, it was never even a thing. Yeah. It was not even... And, and that's hard in the run-up as yeah. well because you want everything... You want to do the best you can, I think, as well. And you don't want to have missed something. I think that's a lot of pressure as well that you don't want to go, oh, I never thought of that. And also then people putting, and this again, I just want this to be, if you're not planning a wedding and you're listening to this episode, let's just, some takeaways yeah. from this. Yeah, yeah. But the idea that a lot of people feel like they go, well, here's what you should do. Well, here's what my friend did. What well, I think, you know, I try and just remind people, a lot of these people mean well. Yeah. They think they're helping you. And then sometimes they can also go, well, that shouldn't matter. Or don't worry about that. No one's going to notice. And I think that also takes away from your worry. Yeah. And not listening to, okay, maybe you're not worrying about tablecloth colour, but maybe deep down the actual worry is you letting go of a little bit of control or you're not being able to afford other tablecloths and that goes deeper. Yeah. So I sort of encourage my community to go, we can't shame other people or take away that you're worried about something that someone else thinks is silly. Yeah. I feel like we need to be respectful and also be able to communicate to family members and friends who who come back and say, well, don't worry about that. Or just, you're being very silly or whatever. Yeah. And actually saying, well, this is really meaningful to me and perhaps you think I'm overreacting or perhaps you think this is a beat up or whatever, but actually... I'm in this moment, I'm sitting in this at the moment, yeah. just let me feel what I want to feel Yeah. and please support me. Yes. Harder to say to your mother or mother-in-law that, you know, knows sure. how to chip away at you and you yeah. want to scream. Yeah. But I do think, just to sum this up for you, Sarah. Sure. This sounds <laughs> profound. I'm going to sit back. People say about Bridezilla and Bridechilla, and I just want to really reiterate that to me, the word Bridezilla is so deeply problematic from so many angles. Really, found the foundations of it is saying that a woman can't express her feelings of disdain or discomfort or panic or stress. Yeah. And if she does, then she's being branded. She's a bridezilla. She's being trouble. But then if we strip all that away and we look at the wedding industry as a whole and what it's sort of changed from when June got married and when uh, Margie McCormack, my mum got married, yeah. they would, most likely their wedding was probably partially organised by their parents. My mum said she just turned up for her wedding. She, did. she didn't know go. a single thing. There you go. Yeah. My parents were the same. Yeah. And they turn up, they have the gig, there's not all the preamble that goes, they probably didn't even have any of the hens and bucks yeah. and bachelorettes or whatever, yeah. and all these other freaking events that people have attached to it because it makes money. Yes. And, and I'm not anti-consumerist, people. I love spending money. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of pressure for us to do this extra yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then there's all of the messaging we're being given all the time about perfection and you must buy this and this must happen or this is not going to be good or your wedding won't remember. Like mm. lists of stuff. And then you wonder why people react and panic and get stressed and then they're called bridezillas yeah. or whatever. It just feels so wrong. And I think think that when it comes down to it and why Bridechilla has worked and connected with the audience is just going, 
forget all that shit and really just plan a lovely party yeah. that you enjoy and it might not be the best party in the whole world because someone's probably having a better party somewhere else. Yeah. Who am I to judge? <laughs> yeah. I don't care. But do what you want to do yeah. and just release all of that energy and stress and expectations and just put it in the fuck up. Oh, amen. Amen. <laughs> we always ask everyone. Yeah who comes on wobble please if you wobble alicia what makes you wobble (laughs) what is it what's the thing that kind of trips you up um for me it's when someone misinterprets something that i do or i feel like i've let them down okay i'm relatively new to running a business this my podcast has turned into more of a business and i've created books and merch and if i get a customer service like my husband and i do all of the stuff and i love that people write thinking we have a team and that's you know kudos to us for creating something but also shit it really stresses me out if someone writes saying my package didn't arrive or the other day we sell our um, books to uh, all over the world yeah and but we charge in US dollars and someone wrote from Australia saying you charged me I you said it was $50 and I've been charged $70 not happy and yeah now I read that and I was like oh I don't want to let you down Uh, no one in the publishing industry because we self-publish and we're doing it all ourselves and we're hustling and we love it and we care yeah that i sat there going oh my god yeah and it's like get your shit together alicia write her a very lovely polite business email and explain what the system is yeah and explain that she actually should have seen that there was a very clear yes message on the page yes don't get upset so i suppose when it comes down to it i need to work on not being as emotionally connected and yeah. taking it. Which is hard when it's your business yeah. and it's your baby and it's your passion and it is, you're putting everything into it. It's so hard not to take personally. It's really hard to, to put that distance in. It's not Alicia who is selling, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Bride Chiller. That's what they're buying. Exactly. They're buying your brand and they're buying, you know, yeah. and even if it is your name on it, which it is, your name's on all your books, it's a different Alicia. It's not Alicia no. who sat watching The Real Housewives. Yeah, exactly. It, and that does have to, it's Sasha Fierce, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, it's that distance between it. Um, I could keep you here all afternoon. Please. There's so much. You've got to go catch you know, a train. I've got to go and get a train. I just want to sit here and just get a drinks trolley. Like that would be Are we arrange that <laughs> well my team will get it for you sure yes if you could get... <laughs> we're ready for it now deborah please bring in the trolley alicia thank you so much thank you my love so i know i said it at the start but i really think there is so much in this episode that isn't just about weddings what alicia talked about obligations you know from other people other people's expectations pressures the word should and of course the fuck it bucket which is available for you whenever you might need it so i really hope that you've got loads out of it if you want to follow alicia and may i recommend that you do she is at bride chiller podcast and we will put a link in the description as well um, also the podcast is bride chiller if you want to go and find it while you're there please do subscribe to wobble we would love to have you and this is the third series so do go back and have a listen to all the other glorious episodes if you're new welcome it is divine to have you thank you so much for being here and we will see you next time for another brilliant guest on wobble Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.